Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. We have a special programme for you, a little different today. Um, and it follows, of course, our campaign here on the show in recent weeks after issues raised by you. Um, allegations of bullying, how bullying's dealt with in the health service. And those issues were before the Oireachtas Health Committee earlier this morning and we brought you elements of that at the start of the show. We played various different clips and, and extracts from the meeting so you could get a sense of the issues that were raised, what was talked about and ultimately, I suppose, what are the outcomes? Like, I mean, how do you change this culture that every single one of you who've got in touch with us on the programme, with me in recent weeks, talk about? Constantly hear about changing the culture in the health service. And I've been asking you to get in touch as well today because ultimately I want to hear your reaction to this committee meeting. Like, do you feel something will change? Are you satisfied? Do you think that there will be, you know, maybe in a different pro, a different approach taken? Will the culture actually change when you're heading into your shift tomorrow or next week? 1800 453 106 is the number if you want to give us a shout. I do want to play um, some elements of that meeting this morning for you, though, if you're just joining us here today. Take a listen listen to Social Democrat spokesperson on health, Roisin Shortall. She raised the issue today at the meeting of the grievance procedures in the HSE. There is the issue about how staff are treated by management whether that's management in a hospital or the HSE. I'd just like your views on the adequacy of the grievance procedure within the HSE at the moment, because certainly I've had people in touch with me talking about kind of going through that procedure and how inadequate it is. Yeah, and people, and Roisin's right about that, because people who've contacted this programme talk about the how inadequate it is, the length of time, and then the pressure that you personally feel under while you're going through the grievance procedures. Kevin Figgis from the SIP2 Trade Union, he's part of their health division, he actually outlined the scale. He gave an idea of the scale and the time frame around dealing with grievances. The SIPTO Workers' Rights Unit that looks after members on an individual basis through things like uh, grievances, etc. The Health Division takes up 37% of all of their activity across the entire union, 37%, and 35% of that activity is in grievance handling. I've spoken to colleagues that lead in that department, and they've told me that one of the key issues that they have is the difficulty in relation to timescale, that these things just take so long, and they have just such an overbearing impact on the workers. So is it any wonder people don't go to the unions and don't go through the grievance procedures when we constantly hear about the timescale and the length of time that it takes to go through and examine all of this? The Assistant Director of Industrial Relations with the Irish Nurses and Midwives Organisation, Albert Murphy, he said the Health and Safety Authority, he says that they actually need to get involved. The HSA or Health and Safety Authority has to get on the pitch because the HSA can't be trusted to police this. Okay. Right, and they they have they have a duty of care, and they're they're looking elsewhere. Maybe a resources issue, but they have to be on the pitch. Yeah, I thought there were very strong comments today from Albert Murphy. Um, Sinn Fein's health spokesperson David Cullinan is with me here in studio this lunchtime. David, um, are you satisfied? I suppose with the overall outcome of the meeting today. Well, I suppose that this was the first of a number of hearings into all of these issues and today was an opportunity to hear from the worker representative group. So we heard from all of the healthcare trade unions and we dealt with lots of issues. So this was about the health and the safety and the welfare of those who work in the health services. 
Uh, obviously, they talked about the highly pressurised work environment, all of the capacity problems in hospitals, which can lead to additional tensions, assaults on frontline workers, which is obviously a very mm, serious true. issue as well, a huge issue. And we heard from a nurse directly of, of her experience of being spat on and, and being physically and, uh, and and verbally assaulted. So obviously all of that is really, really problematic and has to be dealt with. And then the issue of bullying, which first arose on this programme when mm. uh, a girl called Kate uh, who that's not a real name, but she she told her story. A, a nurse that walked away from from the health service, and that was back in early January, and that created an avalanche in many respects. Mm. Because I know many members of the health committee, including myself, because we were dealing with this issue and had been raised on this program, started to get queries in and emails in from people who possibly wouldn't have told their story before. And I think that paints its own picture because one of the issues which came from the session today was the grievance process itself that it's too protracted, protracted, it takes too long. Uh, people get sucked into a, a grieving system that can go on for months, if not years. People don't feel listened to. There's no outcomes. The timescales are too long. All of those issues that SIP2 and, and other trade unions uh, referred to is what we're hearing from people in their emails. And just before your news programme and, and your last uh, interview, uh, uh, I think that the issue was raised about maybe people not even coming forward because they don't trust the process. And and that's even worse, you know. So uh, what we need to do now and and the next uh, job for the health committee is to hear directly from the the Department of Health, from the HSE, but also the Health and Safety Authority, because I do agree that they have a clear role to play. Just explain, David, what role you see the HSA, the Health and Safety Authority, Authority, having in all of this. Well, they set or should set standards, uh, compliance uh, in relation to uh, how all of these issues are dealt with. I think there needs to be a root and branch review of the grievance process. Uh, that's clearly not working. There are other issues that need to be dealt with by the department. But I think there there is a clear responsibility on the Health and Safety Authority to ensure that uh, the health and safety of those who work in our health services uh, is, is fully protected. Uh, they have a role to play in relation to assaults as well. So what the healthcare trade unions were calling for, and I support this, is a separate unit within the Health and Safety Authority for those who work in the health service. So Kevin Figgis from SIP2 is saying that 35% to 37% of all grievances, mm-hmm. this, this is across all sectors, and bear in mind SIP2 represent hundreds mm-hmm. of thousands of workers. Uh, and I, I would say health would be one of the, the, the smaller proportions of, of the population that they represent. They represent certain great in the health service but yet it takes up 37% of all grievance processes so there's obviously a problem within healthcare um, and what we got from from all of the healthcare trade unions today was, was that cocktail of issues that can create real problems for people on the front line highly pressurised work environment very busy wards very busy hospitals a lot of, of tensions between patients and staff because of overcrowding because people are waiting for access to care uh, obviously, there is no justification for any level of abuse. So all of that is happening. We have the assaults. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, if you're going into work every day and, and you're faced with bullying or harassment for management or from a peer, uh, which which can happen, it can be peer to peer as well. It's it's really intolerable. And what we don't want are people leaving the system. But sure, is it any wonder they're leaving? Well, there's, <laughs> That's what, there's, I, there's, there's that's what I've reasons. taken from this in recent weeks. Is like when, you know, when you look at the the stories and the um, the testimonies and the evidence that we've heard on this programme and that was all, you know, recounted today before the Arachnus Committee. Like, if that's reflective of what's happening, 
in the health service. I mean, like, not only have we a serious problem, it's actually a wonder, David, that more aren't leaving. Well, not everybody who works in the health service has a bad experience, but they certainly would agree that the uh, work environment and the culture within the HSE and the culture within hospitals is not good. So, of course, then there are those who have bad experiences and they do leave or some of them do leave. And, and people leave the health service for all sorts of different reasons and many people stay. What we need to do is to change the culture. We do that in the first instance by addressing the issues that were raised by every single healthcare trade union, raised overcrowding, lack of capacity, not having safe staffing levels. All of that Mm. contributes to difficulties. That's the first thing we need to do. And then we need to look at all of the other elements of the protections that workers need, including uh, not being bullied in the workplace. So I believe that there's a root and branch reform needed in relation to all of the grievance processes. They need to be streamlined. They uh, We need to make sure that, that they're fit for purpose. I get a sense that there's processes in place on paper. Mm. There's processes in oh, place in theory. Yeah. Um, but whether or not people are getting any satisfaction at the end of it is highly questionable given what we've, we've heard. So we need to make them more robust. And I don't believe we can leave this issue go. So I think we can... Uh, put huge pressure now on, on the Department of Health and the HSE and, and the Health and Safety Authority to act. The Health Committee is not going to leave this issue go. We're going to bring them in. We're going to ensure that if there's changes needed, then, and if that in, uh, requires changes in legislation, that's obviously a matter for government mm-hmm. to underpin stronger anti-bullying legislation. Well, that needs to be done as well. And I I do understand this is a complex issue because obviously if somebody alleges that they're bullied, mm-hmm. the person who uh, is under receiving and that that has a right to defend well, themselves. Well, that's it. It's an, so, an allegation. It is that and, and, exactly. and, and due process. And, and, I'm, and I'm deeply conscious of that. Absolutely. There, there does need to be a process, but not a process where people feel they go on a merry-go-round that they can't mm-hmm. get off and there's no resolution. Or they don't to, even, they don't they even don't get on, on that carousel at all yeah. because they're totally deterred yeah. from hearing other people's stories. I mean, the other thing that, that strikes me constantly when we talk about this is that like, like I know if I had an issue here tomorrow morning, you know, where I felt that there was, um, I didn't want to bring forward, a, you know, a complaint about bullying from somebody or whatever. Like, I don't necessarily want to go through a whole big rigmarole around grievance protocols and procedures. I maybe just want to flag it with a manager and say, listen, you know, X, Y or Z happened and and for them to go and chat to the person involved or whatever. I don't want to go through a whole big official channel and about people, it. Like. People obviously will avoid that if they can. In some, some circumstances, that may need to be done. So in the first instance, obviously, mediation needs to be the first port of call. I think that the call for mandatory training of management, and I know that there's lots of mandatory training across health services, but this is fundamental and it's so important. If the people who work in our health services don't have confidence to come forward, if they don't have confidence that even in terms of mediation that that will work, then there's an obvious responsibility on management to make sure that they are quick and alert and agile to respond very quickly, step in, make sure that there, there is mediation don't let it get to a mm. point where somebody then has to feel that they, they have to go and make a, a wider complaint. And, and, and that's a, a, one of the jobs of yeah. management. So, will the, so so should the HSE find the time now to allow, as Phil Nier previously told us, the 42% or so of remaining staff who've yet to complete that dignity at work policy, should that time now be found to let staff complete that? I, I think so, training. absolutely. Um, in my view, there is no point putting in place these policies and then not doing the training uh, behind it. 
I don't believe that we can let down all of those people that contacted your programme, that contacted me. And I spoke to other members of the mm. health committee who received a large volume of of, uh, of, of reps from, from, from people who are, are making the mm. case that they uh, did not feel listened to, did not feel that the process worked for them. And I'm conscious that bullying happens outside of the health services. So I'm sure there's people listening to this programme who are saying it's not all in healthcare. Oh, so it isn't. It's, it's wider than that. And it's complex and it's difficult. But there is a particular problem in the health service. There was a spotlight now shone on it. We have, I think, an opportunity to get movement on some of these mm-hmm. issues. And um, we've heard from the healthcare trade unions. It's our job now to ensure that we take all of that and bring that directly to the department and the HSE and the Health and Safety Authority and try get movement and get a better system in place to to, to ensure that people are properly listened to and that we can resolve these issues in, in a much better way. Yeah, ultimately, ultimately what you're saying, the, the outcome as far as you see it is that legislation has changed to allow for the HSA, the Health and Safety Authority, to have a role here to investigate. Yes, and if there's a, and it may not need yeah. uh, that in a bill to to do that, but a standalone unit of of the HSA because there is one for agriculture, for example. Yeah. If you remember during COVID, we had difficulties in meat plants and we had very low paid workers and exploitation of workers. So there's a particular unit within the HSA that deals with agriculture. Uh, but we know that because of the prevalence of assaults, which is also a huge issue. Uh, and bullying and all of those issues, there is now, in my view, uh, an unquestionable uh, demand that has come from all of the unions that it should be met, that there should be a standalone unit in the Health and Safety Authority dealing with the health and the safety and well-being of healthcare workers. When will this uh, next health committee meeting with the Department of Health, the HSE, possibly the HSA, when would that be liable to take place? I would hope as soon as possible. We obviously have our own work schedule and we we found time for this hearing today arising from from what came from your own programme. Obviously we have to meet in private session which we will next Tuesday and we will try and get the next available slot. I would imagine given what we've heard today that there will be agreement from all members of the committee that we now hear from the Health and Safety Authority and from the Department and from the HSE. They're the decision makers. Uh, they're the people that can move on this. There's obviously a responsibility for government and the Minister for Health and he needs to step up as well. But in terms of the Department and the HSE, they have a clear line of responsibility. So I would hope that we will be able to have that hearing as soon as possible. David Cullinan, Health Spokesperson for Sinn Féin. David, thanks a million for Thank your you. time here on the, the programme today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.